You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Wednesday to everyone. And uh, oh, a lot to get to today. A lot to get to, of course. Music this morning, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Again, this is a new song. It's called uh, Beach Town. And it's fantastic. Great song. Uh, they're coming to Philly in a couple weeks. So if you're interested and you're in the area, I know a lot of our listeners are it's a good time to go check them out okay steadypicks.com it's completely free to sign up best bets from myself ricky donnie big john the whole team lendale white sean brady the list goes on and on. I forget to name everybody, but everybody is uh, posting their picks on SteadyPicks.com. Check it out. It's all completely free. Lots of shows that we do as well. Just a lot of content, a lot of stuff going on. So please, please go over and sign up. If you're new here to this show, though, I haven't done this in a while, but if you're new here to, uh, to Wake Up and Wager, we do this show every morning, Monday through Friday. About 20, 30 minutes each show. That's intentional. I could do this for four hours a day, but it's intentional. Make it quick and easy for for everyone to listen to as they're getting to work, getting ready in the morning, eating breakfast, whatever you're doing. But on this show, we talk about uh, bets to make. We try to bet the NFL early. We bet uh, golf. We do all kinds of stuff. Um... Pretty much whatever's going on, we're talking about. We also talk about some slightly more advanced betting concepts, uh, which I think is which I think is interesting to try and help people learn. And no better example than yesterday on uh, Twitter. Again, that's one of the best places to follow me. It's at SteadyPicks underscore Tom, and uh, at GetSteadyPicks is the is the Steady Picks Twitter as well. Um, no better example than yesterday, though, when I'm tweeting and talking to people and, and, and reading, scrolling through Twitter. And a good friend of the show, Clive, was involved in a... I'm going to have to pull this up so I don't butcher this from memory, but um, Clive popped up on my on my feed. So I'm scrolling through. I, you know, I love reading what he tweets about, what he comments on, what he talks about. I think it's fascinating to to do so. Um, you can learn a lot from people like that. So, you know, I go ahead and I start reading. 
And what he ends up talking about is um, a gentleman on on Vison named Josh. And maybe you're familiar, maybe you're not. I won't spend a lot of time on that because it's not it's not really about him. But he's the guy on Vison that is always talking about the the betting splits, reverse line movement, public square this way that way. He's always writing about that stuff. He's quick to block people. I think he has uh, Clive and, and some others blocked for, for trying to talk to him about what, he, what he's doing. But um, Clive wrote a nice little thing, or, you know, a little a post saying, you know, essentially betting splits, betting percentage splits are basically useless, especially from DraftKings. Why? Because they kick out sharp action. They don't take the sharp action. So really their number means, or those numbers mean very little because they're just following. They're just following exactly what the big sports books that actually take the sharp money are doing. So there's number one, why DraftKings, and I actually tweeted about this the other day too. Uh, someone had asked me what my thoughts were on the betting splits. And uh, the, those were a couple of the answers that I gave. Because I think it really is, um, and, and anyway, let me finish my point here. Let me finish what I was trying to trying to get to. So he tweets that. I then respond and say, Clive says they don't realize that they're instantly exposing themselves as full of shit. Sadly, so many inexperienced, unbetting, unknowing bettors take action based on this info. I said, I agree. This is me now. I try to have some sympathy from folks who follow this. A handful of years ago when I started to understand betting, I actually believe Josh was trying to use this. You don't know what you don't know. All we can do is try to educate. And I said I may have exposed myself as a sucker. <laughs> um, and Clive answered it. And I think I used to think the books were trying to balance the money on each side. We learn as we go, and I try to share along the way. It's the people who have been in the industry a while who sell this bullshit to unknowing people, which is a disgrace and predatory. That was Clive. And uh, I appreciated, this was probably my favorite interaction on Twitter in a long time because I can appreciate the humility of, of it all. Right? The fact that him or I can say, yeah, you know, there's things I don't know. There's, there's plenty of things I still don't know about sports betting. And there's things that I thought I knew that I that, that were wrong. And that's okay. We can be wrong. We can we can learn new things. So often on here, you just see people that are experts and what they know is 100% the truth and they are the best and they've got it all figured out. They've got this sports betting thing figured out, no problem. And to me, I just feel like there's so much to learn and you know, what you believe today or what you thought you you know, thought you knew or thought was important might not be. And you'll learn eventually if you, if you keep after 
the sports betting thing or whatever it is that you're that you're after. It doesn't have to just be sports betting. But if it's wrong, you'll eventually learn. You just have to have the the humility to say, "Yeah, that's that makes sense. It's not doesn't matter." Right? You get what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense for everybody. I sure hope so. I try to, you know, I try to be pretty transparent on this show. I try to talk about things that might help people. I, you know, I really do my best to be honest. And if there's something that we got wrong, you know, I share that. And those were one of those things before that uh, would absolutely count. I am trying to also find my tweet about why the money split percentages are not worth a thing. How do I find this? I suck at Twitter, you know? I really do. Uh, do, do, do. And then we're going to get to the bread and butter of today. Uh, I ended up on the Sixers last night. I'm just reading through my tweets. I ended up on the Sixers. That was a loser. Um, <laughs> that's okay. People warned me against it. I just couldn't help it on opening day for the Sixers. Uh, okay. So someone asked me, we've talked about the public money a lot. Not we, but just in general, he's seen the public money be talked about a lot. Where does this data come from? And how do people know what type of money is what? And this was my answer. And I actually thought my answer was quite concise and and good. And then I asked Clive if if he had anything to add. He said no. He said, I put very little weight into betting percentage splits. No one knows where the data comes from, square book or sharp book, etc. So most of the times you see those splits and it does not give you the context of where it came from. It will just, now DraftKings is different because they do have with VEASAN, they say it's from DraftKings. But nine times out of ten, you don't know where that data is coming from. You have no idea. Number two, no one knows what price any of them were bet at. Having the Chargers, this was before the, the Monday night game, having the Chargers minus four or minus six from earlier in the week goes in the same bucket, but they are very different bets. So think about that. If you're looking at the betting splits, betting percentages, and all the money, let's just say all the money came in on Tuesday when the line was minus, or, you know, whatever, was plus seven on a team. It was plus seven. All this money came pouring in early, early, early in the week. It drops to plus three. And people are still betting it because, you know, the the percentages say so. You just can't identify what percentage of those people have what ticket. Now, if they offered like an average price or something like that, a weighted price, 
for what people were in the market for, that could be very interesting and useful if they had like a weighted price. Like take all the money that's in on the chargers and what price do they have on average? Cause then you could kind of back into, uh, you could back into like what the books line really is, you know, cause when they take all those bets, uh, we're getting in, we're going down the rabbit hole, but when they take all those bets, they, they ultimately have a price that, you know, an average, a weighted average of all the tickets that they have. So if a ton of people bet it at seven, it might lean towards seven. If a ton of people bet it at five, whatever, it'll it'll show that. Number three, nothing really matters besides where the market sets a price. Large bets from respected sources move the quote-unquote sharp books, and the rest of the market follows. Knowing the split percentage on DraftKings means very little. What I mean by that last one is DraftKings, FanDuel, I mean, pretty much every book you can think of that's big, legalized, normal, they don't take big bets from sharp people. They just deny them. They they close accounts. They block you. They limit you. The only place that's going to take limits, fair limits for everybody is Circa. Well, and there's a couple other places, but Circa is the big one. And so the people that are actually sharp at football will bet at Circa because they can actually bet. They can actually bet. So then DraftKings and all them will move numbers based on what they see happen at Circa. So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting conversation about the split percentages over the last couple of days and, you know, how we used to, you know, I used to, to, to look at that and try and be on fade the public. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't mean anything. And if you have questions about why it doesn't, please ask me. I will either answer the question myself or I will get the answer from somebody like Clive who can give us the proper explanation if I don't have it. Because again, I don't know everything. I'll never pretend to. So if I don't have the answer, I will get it for you. But yeah, just a couple of the reasons it, it really makes very little money. The other argument I hear sometimes, which I think is, I mean, pretty valid is, Um, if it was so good, if it was so easy, right? Fade the public. I saw a tweet, fade the public, number two, retire early. (laughs) I think, I don't know who did that. It's funny. Um, do you really think they'd be posting all that if it was that easy to win? Just an odd question, but. I have to think about it. I almost started laughing here as I'm as I refresh Twitter because uh, there was some, something funny that I caught. Um, one of my buddies asked if Joel Embiid spent the entire uh, winter on the couch, or all, entire summer on the couch, because he looks very lazy, and that he did, he really did. 
Um, okay. Let's get back on track. Uh, Jets ticket that we have from the other day looks great, really, because Russell Wilson's hurt and going to be out. We got three and a half. It's down to one and a half. I'm not sure if losing Russell Wilson really can make them any worse. I mean, their backups are uh, guys you've never really even heard of. I think when I look at this, it's uh, Josh Johnson and Brett Ripon, Ripen, whoever they are. Never heard of them in my life. But may, hey, maybe they'll be just as good as Russell Wilson because he's been terrible. Uh, Falcons number still fine, and uh, Steelers number we're still sitting at the number that we bet. So not too bad. Small like loss of closing line value because of the um, juice that's moving a little bit, but uh, we're still at the core number, and uh, there's a there's a lot of week left here. Got a couple of tennis plays, and today we bring back the golf. The golf model has been resurrected. And we finally, finally got it back up and running. So today, I thought no better way to end today than to just talk about the golf model a little bit for today. And just talk about how to approach betting golf and a couple of the picks that I'm going to go with here uh, today for this morning. So now this starts, so if, if you're listening to this later in the day, the show, at the very end, we'll do the tennis plays, but for the next... I don't know, a couple of minutes. You can listen, you can skip. Because the tournament does start today. Wait, does the tournament start today? No, it doesn't. Wow. <laughs> I was talking to uh I was talking to Mo here from Steady Picks and I think I he got me confused or I confused myself. We were gonna try and have him on the show today. So we were talking about golf, and I said, well, you know, I don't even know if it's worth doing it because the tournament starts tomorrow. This was yesterday. And uh, I guess I, I had my days totally messed up, totally messed up. So forget what I just said. Listen to the rest of the show in its entirety. We'll talk about the CJ Cup. is what we have on t- on deck for this week. Again, these this is in, uh, where are they, North Carolina, South Carolina? They're over on the East Coast, which is great. Um, the thing you have to be careful about with these winter-type you know type tournaments is you just really don't know Who's there to try to win? Who's there for a little practice? What the motivations are? Like, it becomes very difficult to bet this time of year for for golf, which is a reason why we we haven't rushed back to to do anything. Um, But a few plays I will be making here, a few big obvious plays. This is John Rahm's first tournament of the, of, uh, the year, so he will be playing. They played this tournament, Congaree is the name of it, Congaree. They played this course um, last year. Not many players that I could find really actually played this for some reason. I don't know who played this. 
if not some of these guys, but uh, there's, there's not a, lot, a big list of guys that have played this this course before. Um, so do with that what you will. A couple of picks that I'm going to make, and we're just going to pull up. Uh, just going to pull up uh, the odds board. Do do do. Do they have this uh, set up on Betstamp yet? Yeah, the CJ Cup in South Carolina, Congaree. Okay, so they have top 10, top 20, top 5, and tournament winner uh, is what they have available to you know, to log. Let's just take a look, see what these odds look like. Okay, um, a couple that I'm going to be gravitating to right away. And the model, again, is posted on Twitter. It's at SteadyPicks underscore Tom, top uh, 20 or so posted over there. I'm going to take a ticket on Cameron Young. Cam Young, about uh, 3 to 1 or so. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, 30 to 1. Uh, do, do 30 to 1, 28 to 1, somewhere in that range. I'm going to take, I don't have bet 365 because I can't in PA. But uh, Ben MGM has 28 to 1. I think we're going to go ahead and grab that right now. Cameron Young. And the reason I like Cameron Young is he actually ranks third on my numbers. So he ranks third. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is good radio. Yeah, so I have him ranked third. He's never played this course. Um, but just the fact that we're using some numbers from last year, mixed in with, with whatever from this year that any of these guys have played, he's coming into the tournament off a really good season last year. Coming in incredibly, playing incredibly well especially when you consider the last like 20 rounds of his season were just very, very good. Um, off the tee is very important here. You know, nobody does it better than Cam Young. Off the tee is probably the only thing that is going to be difficult here for these guys. So I, I did weight off the tee pretty heavily, uh, close to 50% weighted there. So yeah, I'm taking Cam Young as a, as an outright uh, 28 to one, I believe that's probably come back. You know, he's gotten some money. So I do like that play. The other play I'm going to take is Tyrell Hatton, who actually finished second here last year. Um, and actually played this course really, really well, uh, which is definitely going to impact, you know, my pick a little bit here, but again, a great driver of the ball in Tyrell Hatton, great approach game, very just well-balanced overall game that he has. Um, we see his, you know, his last 20 rounds, he's still positive in strokes gained. So that's always a good sign. Tyrell Hatton looks like we can get it 40 to one at BetMGM, believe it or not. Uh, do, 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 let's go down. Can we get him at 40 to one? We can indeed. Okay. So we'll take him at 40 to one.
And then the last play I wanted to make for this tournament. Again, we don't go crazy. I'm probably going to bet all these guys top uh, like top 10 or 20. We'll take a look at it in a moment. But the long shot I'm going to take here. I'm not even sure why this is like this. <laughs> Sebastian Munoz. Sebastian Munoz. See if we can find him down here at the bottom. 100 to 1. We're going to take a long shot with Sebastian Munoz. Again, this will be a good one to play a couple different ways. But he ranks very highly on the on the numbers. I don't know why. I mean, he's a good driver. He's not like better than I mean, he's better than most. So that, that's going to bring him up here. Um of course. But last 20 rounds, still positive, so he's he's been playing well heading you know back into last year. He's made a bunch of cuts recently. He's never played this course, but you know what? Give me a long shot, Sebastian Munoz. We do well when our numbers have a guy like this kind of creep up in the model. They usually tend to do pretty well. So we're going to take Sebastian Munoz 100 to 1. And best of luck. Scotty Scheffler's in the field, 11 to 1. Uh, do to do. Yeah, there's some good players playing this weekend, so it should be a fun tournament. Tommy Fleetwood, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Moore Cowas in the field, Victor Hovland, John Rahm, and Rory also in the field. Like, to me, I don't think you can bet John Rahm. I just wouldn't. Because what... Is he really out there to just win it all and, and crush everybody? I mean, he's a competitor, so he's always a, a part of that. But I just don't expect to see him really, really trying to beat up on these guys. I think he's out there to get some get some fall golf in, get a little practice, and be done. So I'm not convinced he's out there ready to looking to, to kill everybody. Um, top 20 bets. As we just look for the guys that we just bet initially. Uh, Cam Young, you get a plus 110 at uh, Barstool. So we're going to go ahead and grab that as well. Plus 110. Tyrell Hatton, plus 130 on BetMGM. That's going to be the best place for that. Yes, it is. And then... Uh, Scroll all the way down, see if we can find who we're looking for here. Munoz. Maybe he's not even on the list. Who knows? Uh, Sebastian Munoz plus 225. That's pretty much across the board. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and do those three too. What the hell? Why not? So now... We gotta find the top twenty in the bet MGM. Sometimes the golf stuff gets all mixed up and you can't find what you're looking for. It's it's annoying. Uh but it's out there. You just gotta find it. Yeah, it goes from top top ten to top thirty. I don't understand these things. Well, we'll look for it in a minute. Makes for bad radio to be scrolling through the sports book. 
So we'll look for it in a moment. Um, a couple of tennis picks for today. We got two. Two tennis picks. One in each tournament around the world. First one, Guadalajara. It's Isla Tomlinovic. Plus 130 against Madison Keys. I just think it's priced wrong. Isla's been playing excellent tennis. Excellent, excellent tennis. I just don't see how it's 130. As high as 130. That was kind of an outlying number in the market. So that's tonight at 7.15 Eastern Time. Uh, Isla Tomlinovic against Madison Keys. Plus 130. The other one we're playing is in uh, France. This is the tournament in France. And uh, Jacqueline Christian is one of my favorite, like, younger, uh, up-and-coming players that plays in these smaller tournaments. But we have to go against her today, Kristina Mladenovic. M-L-A-D-E-N-O-V-I-C. Kristina Mladenovic. Plus 107. It just doesn't make any sense. Jacqueline Christian has not been... All that good, and Christina Mladenovic has just won the last tournament she's been in. Um, just cruised through everybody, won like six, seven straight matches. Of course, that's what you have to do to win. So I like that at plus money, plus one hundred seven. That's at nine fifteen this morning. So jump on that pretty early. And that's gonna do it for us here today. That was a long show felt like a long show appreciate everybody very much thank you again so much for listening uh and all the tweets and support that we get means so so much so thank you so much steady picks radio wake up and wager enjoy your day talk to you tomorrow